The Bible says in several places that God has a will for our life, yet many people walk with uncertainty about what that will is. So what if the Bible is more clear than we thought about God's will? What if we could actually know his will? And what if I told you that I know God's will for your life? Is that possible? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm so glad that you are here for this one. It's going to be a good one. We have podcasts coming out every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. So if you're on YouTube, you can go ahead and like and subscribe to the channel. It helps us get into other people's YouTube algorithms so that you are uh, sharing this even yeah. just by liking and subscribing to the channel. Uh, and if you're listening on Spotify or wherever you're at, I'm glad you are here with us as well. Today's yeah. topic is going to be such an interesting one because it's a highly discussed and even debated topic it's here in, uh, the, in the church and in the Christian faith about God's will. A lot of people mm. you know, ask the question, does God have a specific will for me? Mm-hmm. And if he does, how can I know that? Mm-hmm. And can can we actually know God's will, or is this something where, like, in hindsight, we're going to be like, "Oh, that must have been God's will for my life." <laughs> Another thing people ask is, "Can I miss God's will in my mm. life? Does my actions uh, can I be so <clears throat> big and great that I mess up God's mm. will for my life?" <laughs> Pretty interesting one. Yeah, it's usually have I messed up so greatly that I yeah. could. Yeah. Never exactly. know God's yeah. will. Yeah, you're right, yeah. though. You're right in the way you put that. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, can we miss it? Can we mess it up? And, you know, is God's will going to be done no matter what I do, mm-hmm. say, think, live out? That's the other yeah. uh, one that is most yeah. often. And then a couple of things with that. Sometimes you get people who say, well, uh, you have to always say the Lord's will be done yeah. or, or it won't be done. You yeah. Know, you got to add that little tagline. Yeah. And scripture hints toward some of that, but Mm -hmm. understood properly in context. And I think even some people do take it even more on the lighter side of things and Mm. not as much in God's sovereignty. And they say, well, as a believer, whatever I do is in God's will. Mm. Whatever I do is what God meant for my life. And Mm. it's an interesting that's yeah. Interesting that's, fact. That's yeah, it is. So we'll get into some we'll, good, good discussions yeah. for today. And uh I think, you know, we all fall in different places on this. I've walked in some times in my life where I thought, okay, well, sure, God has a will for my life, maybe in something big and great, but mm-hmm. I have no clue what it is. I remember yeah. thinking through some of that. I remember wishing uh as I got out of college and just praying okay, God, I'm ready. Just drop the map on me. Show me. Yeah. I want to know this next year, two years, three years, yeah. five years. I want to know who I'm going to marry, when I'm going to get married, yeah. where am I going to live, what am I going to do, and all that. Yeah. And then Show me the step-by-steps. <clears throat> yeah. As, yeah. As much as I wanted it, it never happened. Mm-hmm. And some wise people came into my life to help me see that's not how we come to know yeah. the, the will of God. Uh, other things sometimes people think is, well, I, I don't, I don't have any concern for God's will. I can't even know that. So I'm just living my life one day at a time. Yeah. yeah I understand that. Um, some people say, well, I'm willing to do whatever he wants. I just, nothing's opened up. So I'm, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing, but nothing's happening. Yeah. Um, some people say that God's will is only for those who have lived a pretty decent life. Mm-hmm. Again, kind of back to the idea of if you've messed up too much, yeah. then you've messed it up. Yeah, exactly. Too yeah. much. Trashed it. God can't use me anymore. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, or some people say, well, all that stuff about God's will, that's just for people who are in ministry. 
and they end up saying, look, I'm just trying to live my life. I don't have time for all that God's will stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to pay some bills, go to work and trying to get through, just make it through. So those are all um, ways that people can think. I'm not sure they're all healthy ways to think about God's will. In fact, I'll go ahead and say they're not. Um, Because they all lead you towards uh, certain decisions you'll make in your life. Right. And and the way you live. Yeah. What you believe is what you will buy, live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, as opposed to all of that, in the Bible, we find a very different story when it comes to God's will and the subject. You find people instead who had actually failed greatly they discover the grace of God or God shows up in their life with grace. And they find that not just that they are saved as a segment of their life, but they actually are redeemed. And now they live with a sense of purpose and meaning and direction for their life. Mm-hmm. Um, we find instead in the Bible, people uh, or God actively at work in people's lives toward a very specific goal. And it's, it's defined for us in scripture. Uh, we find people um, walking in that, and we find a very knowable purpose mm-hmm. that God has defined in Scripture. We're going to look at mm-hmm. some of that today. We find that we are given this calling and invitation to know His will. This is what we are called to do. We should not be ignorant of His will, His purpose. We should know it and walk in it. And what you find in the Bible is that when people know His will and His purpose, they find great direction for their life. They find great peace. They mm-hmm. find great protection and they find power. And so they they become people who wake up every day with purpose. They become people who know how to make decisions. We all face decisions every day and we wonder which one is God's will. Well, when you understand God's will for your life, you'll know. You'll know when to say yes, when to say no. You'll know how to have discernment. You'll understand when good things come your way, what they're for. You'll understand when trouble comes your way, what it's for. You'll understand how to see God in every part of your life. You'll understand uh, how to have power to resist temptation. Mm -hmm. You'll even find help uh, so that at the end of your life, you can even say, I have done what God called me to do. I have finished the race. This is the kind of faith that we're invited to, not a, well, I'm just serving the Lord, just see what happens. Sadly, that's how often people live their life, Mm -hmm. but that is a shell of the life of Mm -hmm. what we are actually invited to. Absolutely. And again, we're not just like, Oh, this stuff sounds really awesome and nice, and like this is this might be what God acts like, you know, or is like. But right. this is straight from the scriptures, Romans twelve one and two. It says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service." This says, "And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove." What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? So we live our life being transformed by renewing our mind, by repenting, by learning, Mm -hmm. by growing, by changing. And we do that for the sake of proving what is the will of God, that we would would prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, not just renew our minds so we can be more smart or cooler or have a, you know, (laughs) better standing with people or whatever, but that we may further know who God is and where he wants us to go uh, in our lives. Yeah. Which means it is knowable. 
Yeah. We can know. It's provable. It's provable. It's knowable. And we're invited to it. Yes. And it it all begins with this presenting yourself Mm -hmm. holy and acceptable to God. So that's where we start today. There's your template if you're looking for how do I know the will of God? Well, it starts there in Romans 12, 1 Mm -hmm. and 2. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're going to look at this piece today. And and I think we we can make this statement to begin with is that this truth is when it is missing in a believer's life becomes a point of weakness in every area of their life. It leads to confusion and emptiness and defeat. It leads to doubt, insecurity, uncertainty, and greater troubles in our life by missing this one Mm -hmm. thing. So I am not going to look into a crystal ball today. (laughs) I'm not going to... um, you know, I uh, have to go into some trance so that I can give you a prophetic utterance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you straight from Scripture with confidence what is God's will for your life. Mm-hmm. And if we or when we walk in these, we will see clearly where he is, how he's moving, how he's leading, what he's providing, and all of life will begin to make greater sense. Yeah. When you do what the scripture says, you you can know with confidence God's will for your life. Yeah. So here, here we go. Um, we're going to start today with 2 Peter 3.9, and, and this is the, the biggest piece when it comes to God's will. I can tell you with confidence it is God's will for you to be born again, for you to come to know Jesus Christ. The scripture tells us, 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing, not willing, that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Mm -hmm. It is God's will for every person to repent of their sin and come to him and be born again. That is his desire. That is mm-hmm. his his will that he yeah. wants to see accomplished. Yeah. So you can ask the question, does he want me to be saved? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is his will yes. for your life. Because he it says he is not willing that any should perish, not desiring, not willing That's right. doing. Yeah. Therefore it is his will. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that you would repent. And be born again. Yeah, that all should come to repentance. That's right. It is also his will for your life, I can say with confidence, for you to be conformed to become more and more like Jesus. That That is his will. He is determined to do this, and he wants that. Romans 8, 28 and 29. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined. In other words, he planned, he willed to be conformed to the image of his son. He has willed that if you've come to Christ, that you be conformed to Christ. Therefore, he is arranging every event in your life toward that end. So you can ask the question, what is God's will for my life? You can use that template right there. Whatever it is that will help conform you more to the image of Christ. If you have an event, a relationship, a circumstance in your life that is going to keep you from becoming more like Christ, (laughs) then that is not God's will for your life. Absolutely. If you have a relationship with someone who is going to pull you away from being conformed to Christ, then that relationship is not God's will. 
Doesn't mean you shouldn't invest in someone, sacrifice for someone, but that's you making a difference in them, not them pulling you down. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Hmm. So the next one here is God's will for your life is that for you to receive the forgiveness of all guilt, shame, and failure. Yeah. And that's huge Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people who say, yes, Jesus has forgiven me of my sins, but I'm still carrying the weight of guilt, the weight of shame, and I'm still living, remembering all of the failures. But we see in this passage, Jesus' very words in Luke Mm. 4, 18 and 19, it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Yeah to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, yep. that there is freedom from the guilt, from the shame, from the failure for you. Yep. And it's God's will that you receive that full forgiveness of all of those things. God's desire is for you to set those aside, put them to death and remember that Jesus died for those things yeah. and that that is no longer who you are, but you are a new creation, right? Yeah, it's not his will for you to keep living in self-punishment, self-hatred, yeah. uh, guilt and shame, replaying your past. That's not his will for your life. That, yeah. That's what it's so frustrating when I hear believers think that that's what they believe God is still yeah. doing. He's still... Mm-hmm. Uh, weighing the heavy them down, down, putting it's a like, burden on them, and keeping them down, and then and then they can't they can't get past that, and somehow yeah. think that's what he is all about. That's yeah. a lie from the enemy. Yeah, that's not from that's not from God. That's yeah. not His will. Because you hear Jesus's words when He says, "My burden is light and my yoke yeah. is easy." <clears throat> like this is this is the way in which we go now. You yeah, know? He sent me. Jesus said to heal the brokenhearted. Yeah, that was His will. Yeah, His will is to relieve the broken heart to heal them. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Absolutely. And then like another verse to go along with that from second Timothy one, seven, it says for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind for the person who does walk in the guilt and the shame and the failure. Yep. And they think that God sees them through that lens. Mm-hmm. They will be full of fear. Yeah. And that is a, the fear takes over the way in which you see life. It Mm -hmm. takes over the way in which you see God Mm -hmm. and it's damaging. It is truly uh, a weight that again is not in God's will for your life. Yeah. You're not meant to continue to live in mental anxiety and confusion and despair and panic. It's not God's will. He wants to free you from that. And then again, with the the idea of living in failure, you know, you have this verse from the Old Testament, Joel 2, 25, it says, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. Mm -hmm. Again, is a prophetic Mm -hmm. picture of what God's will is Mm -hmm. in our life, that we wouldn't just live in the failure of what has happened, but that we would trust God that even where there was failure, that he would bring about restoration in that yeah, area where exactly. there is shame from things that have been done. We don't just say, Oh, I'm the worst. I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. I'll never measure up any, anything past that, that, right. that Valley is my peak, you know, like that is mm-hmm. such a terrible way of living because, uh, it's not trusting that God could restore and change yeah. those things in you. It's good. So, it's good. Uh, another thing that is God's will for your life is that you would be reconciled to those you have broken relationships with. Yeah. So 
again, in this idea of, I just don't know what God's will for my life is. Mm. Well, if you have relationships with people that are at odds, that are Mm -hmm. broken, that Mm -hmm. are, you know, in pieces, his will is that you would be reconciled to those people. You know, it says we have been given the ministry of reconciliation now for those who are in Christ. It's second. Second Corinthians 5.18 it says, Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is now yeah. to be the way in which we walk, the way in which we live <laughs> yeah. towards everyone. Yeah, and Jesus would even say, uh, if you're on your way to, the, to bring your gift to the altar and mm-hmm. there you remember that your brother has something against you, first go and be reconciled yeah. to your brother. Mm-hmm. The scripture is clear. This is God's will for your life. You don't have to yeah. pray about it, wonder about it, ask for counsel about it. It is God's will that yeah. as much as is possible mm-hmm. within your own strength and ability to be reconciled yeah. with those who have broke relationship with you. Yeah. And if you're seeing a counselor or a friend <laughs> or something like that and you're asking the question, should I go and seek reconciliation in this relationship? <laughs> and they go, ah. And they say, well, actually, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God's will in my life is that I am supposed to reconcile my relationships with yeah. those who are around me. Yeah. Now, I uh, recognize at the same time, as the scripture says, as much as is possible, yeah. as far as is possible within you. And then, um, so there are times that we might try to reconcile and it's not received. Um, it might not be possible to reconcile in all situations. I'm very well aware that when Jesus went to the grave, there were people that had broken relationships with him. There were plenty. And he had done what he could within himself to try to reconcile those. Mm-hmm. So um, it doesn't mean that everybody is going to like us. It doesn't mean yeah. that every relationship is going to be healed. It doesn't mean you yeah. have to be best friends with the person who hurt you the deepest. Mm-hmm. Trust and forgiveness and reconciliation are all very different things. Mm-hmm. But as far as is possible, we mm-hmm. should seek to reconcile. Yeah, that ought to be the goal. Yeah, that's right. seeking out a... Uh, loophole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you with confidence, it is God's will for you also to forgive those who have hurt you. It's yeah. God's will. Yeah. It's, it's clear. Ephesians four thirty two. be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you as prime, as primary as the relationship of you and Jesus and his forgiveness for you. Just as primary is you forgiving others in the same way that you have been forgiven. This is God's will for your life. You don't have to wonder, what else should yeah. I do next? Well, there there it is. Uh, forgive those who have hurt you. Mm-hmm. It's also God's will for your life that you walk in righteousness, that whatever decision you make, whatever thought, whatever it is, that it is leading you down a path of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Listen to 1 Thessalonians 4. It just can't get any more clear than this. For this is the will of God. <laughs> your, you go. Yeah, it's, all, it's up right there. <laughs> this is the will of God, your sanctification. In other words, that you are becoming more like Christ, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. This is God's will. It's, it's clear from Scripture. This is what you are to do. So you want to know what God's will is? Seek to walk in righteousness. Seek to be sanctified, set apart, abstain from immorality. This is God's will for you. Uh, It's also God's will for you to use every talent, gift, and drive you have to glorify God. Now, this is what's going to 
Um, this is what's going to begin to make each person's walk a little bit different. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're all called to walk in righteousness, but how I live out my gifts and talents may look different than how, or yeah. will look different than how you live out your gifts and talents. Yeah. But the scripture says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. You've been given gifts and talents and passions to serve the Lord. You should use them to glorify God. Some people say, well, I'm just, I'm still praying about whether I should use my talent to serve the Lord. Well, you don't need to do that. You, yeah. you, see, you need to do it. You don't yeah, have to exactly. uh, pray about it. Yeah. You don't have That's to. That's God's will for your life. It, it is God's will. You might need yeah. some instruction on how to do that. You might need some training in the best way to do that. Yeah. But it is God's will for your life. Yeah. There's no question about that. Uh, finding a place where you make a difference in someone else. Finding a, a place where you make a difference in your church. Yeah. Uh, using your gifts, your unique gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. That is God's will for your life. Absolutely. No question. Yeah. So another area that is God's will for your life is that you would impact and influence your friends, family, and even your nation, yeah, right? that's right. So this verse, Matthew 5, 16, it says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Yeah. That is a just as simple, plain yep. truth as it gets, that you would let your light so shine before men, before yep. everyone, not right. just in certain areas here and there, but yep. that we would be an influence to everyone. Yeah. That is God's will for your life. So in your job and your family and your friends and whatever it is <clears throat> that you would be a light, you would impact, you would let your light shine. You wouldn't dim it. You wouldn't change it. You yep. wouldn't try to look like another, but you would let it shine. Right? Yeah. And I know some people say, well, I just don't want people, you know, to uh, look at me for what I do. I don't want people to know what yeah. I'm doing. I want to just do it in secret. I just don't, you know, I get that. And there's a place for for some of that. But what Jesus says here is, let your light so shine that they see your good works. Mm-hmm. It didn't say that they would see yeah, you. That's really good. Let them see your good works because that's the only way they're going to glorify your father in heaven. Yeah. So if good. they don't see it, they can't glorify him. Yeah. And if it's just all about the light, then it's like, well, it's not about that person, but yeah. it's about what the light is doing to the area. Yeah. The light in the darkness, they're seeing the, wow, this person is bringing light to this darkness. Yep. What is, what's going on with this light? How did it get here? Well, it's because of God. Yep. And you're seeing, they're seeing the good works. And so they're glorifying God because of that. It's so good. good. Yep. That is God's will for your life. Exactly. Another area is that you would be active in a church as part of the body in relationship, yeah, right? Yeah, we exactly. are called to do this life individually, to do right. it separately, isolated, all this stuff, right. but that we would be in relationships with those who are in the church, who are in Christ's body, right? Mm-hmm. So Hebrews 10, it says this, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, mm. not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together yeah. as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another or building others up mm-hmm. so much uh, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So that yeah. is God's will for our life is that we would be in relationship with those who are in the church, yeah, with those who are who are believers, and that yeah. we would stir up love in them, that we would build them up, and that we would have a growing, healthy relationship—not just religious duty, yeah, but relationship—and not just isolated faith that stays yeah. at home, that stays away, yeah, but connected and engaged. You can't, exactly. uh, you can't, you can't do what Scripture says if you're just not engaged with the body. If you're yeah. if you're alone, yeah. exactly, yeah. 
And then another one that is God's will for your life is that you would do everything for the glory of God mm. in everything you do in every way. Mm-hmm. And you may say, well, I don't exactly know how that works. This is where, again, you go back to those you have relationships with mm-hmm. and you ask them to help you in determining how can I bring glory to God in my life yeah. in every area because yeah. that's God's will for your life. Yeah. This verse right here, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, it says, therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Yeah. Another one, Matthew 6, 10, it says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? That we would <laughs> we would do his will here yeah. and it would bring glory to God in everything we do, every time we do anything. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear. Whatever, whatever you do, whether you yeah. get up, walk, drive, go yeah. home, cook, talk, yep. scan the phone, all look on stuff. social media, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever. do all to the glory of yep. God. That is his will for your life. So good. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, another one that's probably a, a given is to, here is God's will for your life, to always do what is in the written word of God, to do what it says, not just read it, not just memorize it, not just know it, but to actually do it. Yeah, James one twenty two says, be doers of the word, not hearers only deceiving yourself. Mm-hmm. It is God's will for us to do what his word says. Um, it is also his will, I can confidently tell you this, to be filled and satisfied with the Holy Spirit within you, to find your satisfaction in him. Here, um, the scripture's clear, Ephesians 5. Do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Here it is again. Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Find your satisfaction, your delight, your purpose in being filled with the life of God so that he is in you, you are satisfied with that, that you're casting off anything else that keeps you distracted from that, as in being drunk with wine, removing anything else, in other words, then that is not God's will for your life, Mm -hmm. but be filled with the Spirit. This is God's will for your life. It's clear. He says, don't be unwise. Be careful and clear that you understand what the will of the Lord is. Again, it can be known. Yeah, absolutely. And again, being filled with the Spirit is not just chasing Mm -hmm. after an emotional experience or chasing after a thing, but knowing that through our faith in God and by mm-hmm. his salvation, he has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit to live in us. It yeah. says our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit, that he resides yep. in the believer and our spirits are one. Yeah. And so it's that we are to be filled or another word is to be controlled by mm. the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. not controlled by the wine that's mm. filling us, yep. but that we would be filled and satisfied by the Holy Spirit. I think that's yep. so good. Yep. Uh, Again, another one that is the will of God for your life is that you would be confident in your standing in Christ. Yeah, You would be confident in your identity and in who you are specifically in Christ, right? So 1 John 5, 13, it says, these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God Mm -hmm. that you may know, again, that you may know, there's a confidence, there's a certainty. Yep that you have eternal life. Yeah. So he's writing it so that you may know, therefore it can be known that you have eternal life Yep. and that you may continue to believe in the name of the son of God. Yep. 
That is just that's what he wants for us. And uh, again, I I get sad for believers who walk in uncertainty, who yeah. don't really understand their identity, and therefore they feel like maybe they even go through waves of I'm saved, not saved, I'm in, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they walk in defeat and and guilt and yeah. bitterness and uncertainty, and they're overwhelmed with sin in their life. No, we're called to walk with confidence of knowing I belong to Jesus, yeah. and he is mine, and I am his, and nothing can take me out of his hand. So Walking in that is key, and it is God's will that you know yeah. that. It's not his will that you would walk in uncertainty. Yeah. Confusion, all yeah. that stuff. Exactly. exactly. Yep. So again, here is God's will for your life is that you would live your life to the fullest capacity with his life overflowing from you. Yeah. So the verse that just is so clear about this, John seven thirty eight, it says, yep. he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers yep. of living water yep. for the person who believes in Jesus mm. from his heart flows rivers, mm. not like trickles little tiny drops of right. some water, yeah. but flows rivers of living water. Yeah, where you get to this place where like, I am so confident of who I am in Christ. I'm so aware of his presence in me. I can't help, I can't hold it in any longer. It's yeah. like a, a fire shut up in my bones, Jeremiah yeah. says. I gotta, I gotta do something with this. Yeah. I gotta say it. I gotta live it. I gotta talk about it. So I've gotta express it. This is his will for you to get to that place where you're living full capacity. Confident. And even beyond full because it overflows out of you like yeah. a river, so raging good. river coming out of you. So good. Yeah. And then First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. This, <laughs> for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Yeah. Again, rejoice, rejoicing, praying, giving thanks, yeah. living our life Overflowing. to the fullest capacity. Exactly. It's yeah. pouring out into other areas yeah. of our lives. This is God's will yeah. for you yeah, <laughs> in exactly. Christ Jesus. <laughs> that's his so desire. Clear. That's his purpose. That's what he's arranging everything for. Mm-hmm. And when you know all of this, when you know these truths, then you can start seeing him move in your life. You don't have to mm-hmm. wonder anymore. Like, I wonder why this trial came into my life. <clears throat> yeah. So that you will be conformed to the very image of Christ. Mm-hmm. So that the life of God might overflow from you. All of those come out thus because you know God's will. Jesus wrapped it all up because <clears throat> we, we can get it complicated. We can add a lot of things to it. Jesus said it all comes down to two things. And it comes down to the two greatest commandments. Here's God's will for your life. I promise you. I know this with confidence. It is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. This is his will for your life Mm -hmm. so that nothing else hinders you. Nothing else keeps you from that. But you are able to love, fully give yourself to, find your passion, find your freedom, find your life in the Lord with every part of who you are, your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And then the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. This is God's will for you, to love those people that he has placed closely in your life, to love them in the same way that you know you are loved, to love them in the same way that Jesus has loved you. This is what it all comes down to. This is God's will for your life, I can say with confidence. And I would know that if you would set your mind and heart to do these things, everything else will become pretty clear along mm-hmm. the way. All the questions of, well, should I take this job or that job? Mm-hmm. I would guess if you did these things, it would be pretty clear. 
you might say, well, should I be friends with this person or this person in a close relationship with them? I guess if you chose some of these paths, you would understand clearly what you should do. Should I spend my money like this or like this? Should I buy this or buy this? Should I move here or move there? Should I go to this church or that church? All of those questions become clear when you answer these questions first about God's will for your own life. And these we know with confidence. And I'm I'm always drawn to do the thing that you know with certainty you're supposed to do. And the things that you have some uncertainty about, they'll all of a sudden provide, there will all of a sudden be provided for you plenty of clarity in them. So I hope it helps uh, you listening, those listening today, that it'll help you know exactly what God's will is for your life. He's not intended for it to be mysterious to us. He's not trying to hide it from us. Mm-hmm. He wants us to know with abundant clarity what his will is and then for us to walk in it and enjoy him in the process. So I hope it's been a help for you. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to keep lifting him up and living him out.